Technically speaking. Welcome to our technically untechnical technology talk. A Nywick Atlantic production. Hello, I'm Chelsea, the Nywick Atlantic audiovisual specialist, social media manager, and very proud of how well my tomato plant is growing. And I'm Alex, part of the media engagement team, and I still need to get going on my garden. So if you're a regular listener, you would have known that in the last episode, Alex and I talked about our green thumb in a sense. So I was very excited about starting this tomato plant that I had had just gotten into the pot out on my porch. And Alex, you mentioned starting a garden. Yes, I still haven't gotten to it yet, but you're giving me inspiration and I'm looking forward to getting it started this summer. Well, that's great. And as we all know, gardens are a good metaphor for people. So as the gardens grow, so should we. And in this episode, we are going to get some great advice on how to grow professionally. Career development is an important factor in growth. And here to speak with us about that are Mr. Peter Reddy, Nywick Atlantic's Executive Director and retired Marine Corps Colonel. And Captain Nicole Nigro, our current commanding officer. Career development. When I hear that, I think of taking classes or getting some type of certification that's going to gain a new skill um, in some way to kind of further my career. So what about you guys? What do you think of when you hear career development? So when I think of career development, I'm looking not only the education, but what's my plan, right? Like, so where do I want to get to and what are the steps that are going to take me there um, to be able to do that? Yeah, when I think about it, I do think about the planning and then the actual execution of uh, training and education and experiences that would uh, position a person to be to make a better version of yourself and to be open to opportunities that you want to pursue in the future. Having flexibility with that plan because we never know what's going to happen as that growth happens. So the plan is good, but having that flexibility to because you never know what opportunities are there, and you want to make sure that you are you know open to that those different things, and you're not just going on that one career development plan. It it seems like we all have a little bit of a different idea of career development, but it all you know entails growth. So. I'm like, oh, I need new skills. And then you're like, you need a plant, you need flexibility, you need experiences. All of that can be part of career development based on the answers that we've given. Now that we have an idea of what we think of for career development, what advice for new professionals or advice for seasoned professionals to include both our civilian and military community, what advice would you provide to them? I'll jump on that. I always like to refer to the idea of a tree or a tea, and I, I take this from other, I'm not the original source of this, I've seen it in other documentation, that early in your career, you really want to invest in some depth of knowledge and expertise in what you claim to be. And then, not too much further into your career, you start thinking about branching out into a wider set of similar skills, and eventually, later in your career, more of the management and um, leadership and skills. You're spending more time on the technical and less time on the leadership part development, and then that grows. And so that by the later part of your career, it almost didn't matter what you started out as an engineer, a human resource specialist, a pilot, a bosun mate. You're mostly just managing people. That's what a CO and an ED and a command master chief, that's what they do, they manage people. And their technical expertise is really a backdrop for that. So that's my number one piece of advice is to see yourself in this growing the the trunk of the tree, the roots of the tree, and then start growing the outer parts of the tree. And then don't have it all mapped out because it's not going to go that way. 
be thinking about opportunities and have goals, but don't be, have them so rigid that you're terribly disappointed when they don't work out or that you have foreclosed an opportunity that you should be open to that you really didn't expect. That'd be my advice. I, um, from my perspective, I, one, write it down, right? Like actually, you know, put it on paper, take some time to actually see what it looks like so that you can have something to see, hey, am I tracking? Do I want to change the direction? What's going on? As well as that really helps kind of on the second thing that I, I look at key is, is finding a mentor, getting what their experiences were, what their career paths were, what, you know, kind of the education they went through and those changes and show them, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking and get that, you know, feedback. One good tip that I've gotten, if you want to grow within a specific company or or an organization or just your unit or area, figure out what those people value and see if it aligns with what you value. And then you can try and gain the experiences and skills to kind of fit into the position that they're going to need down the road. Is that something you guys have noticed as well um, to help kind of create a plan? Oh, definitely. I think you you definitely want to be kind of lockstep with, with where the, um, the group of people that you're working with is going. I think that's one of the reasons that we we try to push the mission mindset for, pe- for people here at Nivik Atlantic to truly understand, you know, who who were supporting and that supported command and, and the warfighters and that that we're providing so that they they've got those same kind of that same mentality that the same um, characteristics that we want in order to be be successful. Yeah, I think um, I think that idea of value alignment you're talking about both values kind of in the in the altruistic sense values are you as a person and your goals and values reflective of the organization you're part of, make sure you're comfortable with that. And then at a more tactical sense, what's important? What do they value? I, my sense having been in the military, now being a civilian, it might be a little bit easier sometimes in the military to have a map out. Okay, they want you to do certain kind of leadership, seashore rotation, or gotta go on a recruiting duty. Those templates are out there. It's a little less so in the civilian side, I would think. And it might be more on an individual organization like Nywick Land as compared to Nywick Pack or the OpMav staff. But there's still, the, to your point, those uh, opportunities to see what people do and how they kind of get there. I wouldn't be overly constrained by those templates or those sets right. of more tactical values. Or, hey, that's the kind of work that they think. Like around here, a lot of people say, to get ahead, you gotta be a supervisor. That's not written down anywhere. I wouldn't take that to the bank, but certainly it doesn't hurt to have had that experience to be a supervisor. Right. So that's a that'd be one that people might say, yeah, that's that's the deal at Nywick Land, be a supervisor. I wouldn't endorse that statement that strongly, but I would say if you're inclined to want to be a supervisor at some point in your career, it's probably going to help you because you'll have that actual opportunity to be the responsible leader for some other employees. So that's an example of the kind of thing that, okay, if they value leadership and being a supervisor is one, only one, there are others, but one, demonstrable way to be demonstrate and grow your leadership then maybe trying to be a supervisor at some point in your career might be a good idea that's a good point i I like that aspect of of putting yourself out there getting that leadership experience through Mm -hmm. becoming a supervisor and and of course there's other ways Mm -hmm. to show your leadership as well but um you have to sort of have that ambition to to show your growth and right. get yourself to the next level. Mm-hmm. And there are challenges in growth, right? So I remember personally, I faced a huge challenge a few years ago where I wanted to completely change my career path. I was a television reporter and realized it 
this this is not what I want in the future. I started to see what this trajectory was going to be and it didn't align with my values. And so I found a new position here at Nyvik Atlantic, which is wonderful and I'm loving it. And to continue to grow, I'm currently in grad school to try and get this new skill set, to try and continue to be relevant in how this career field is changing within communications. And so there are just, that was a huge challenge I went through to figure out what am I going to do I have a degree in one thing that's no longer relevant to what my career path is. So I had to find a place that would hire based on the skills I had and then would allow me to grow, which fortunately Nowick Atlantic has done. What are some skills that, uh, some challenges that you guys have faced in your career that you could learn something from? So, so one of the challenges I had is actually pretty recent in my career. So, um, <clears throat> so I failed to select for 06 my first time around and it was kind of a shock to a lot of people. Um, I had all the technical skills there. They were all there, but it was just, it was like, it, there was nothing to push me over the edge, right? So that was a hard conversation that I had with a lot of my mentors and some of the flag leadership within my community to say, okay, so what's next? What do I need to do? What do I change so that the next time my record goes up for board, it's ready to go. And what it meant was choosing a position that I would not have necessarily chosen. So I got the opportunity then to go um, teach at the engineering duty officer school, which I am not a public speaker by any means, way, shape or form. I would, that was not what, you know, was in my career path. That was not my development. However, it was what gave, what gave me a, that extra tool set as well as helped me build those connections that put me over the hump that then allowed me to get promoted and then set me up in a really good position to get this, this job. So that's kind of, you know, one of the challenges I went through and, and how it helped me grow and focusing more on that personal side and those personal skills was what I needed to do to take me over the edge. I was thinking about early in my military career, I'd wanted to be a pilot and I got a heart murmur. So that was a change in plan. So I became an air controller. Then halfway through my career, I was actually, I went to postgraduate school and I was in an acquisition billet, not my normal you know, war fighting skill. I was a, doing a separate tour in acquisition, which has led to the rest of my whole career because I'm kind of in acquisition related stuff now. But that's right when we decided to have a war called Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. <laughs> and in the Marine Corps, when the whole Marine Corps deploys to a war and you don't, guess what? You're toast. That's what, at least what my thought was. Yeah. I thought my captain's bars, which is an 03 in the, in the Marine Corps, were welded on. And, but you just keep, you know, head down and go working at it and um, plugging away and doing what you have to do. And in the end, that didn't matter as much at the time. You know, by the time it came up for my next promotion opportunity years later, the work I had done was enough to, you know, overcome that fact that, hey, this is one of the 10% of the guys in the whole Marine Corps didn't go to the war. So it's just, you know, you, you don't take what's happening right now as too much of an impact. See, you know, adjust to it, make sure you're recognizing it, but then you got to work through it to build to something uh, that can be in the future. That's, that's great. I, as you all were both speaking, I thought about overcoming adversity and that just exemplifies what's possible regardless of what happens in our careers and other aspects of life. You just have to overcome those challenges and, mm -hmm. and get over that to the next level. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing I would mention, I pick up on the CEO said, she talked about, she talked to her mentors. I talked to my, I remember I talked to my dad who was a retired Marine for many years, you know, your mentors, be they your peers or people more senior to you, more experienced, they'll get you through some of these conversations and you don't take everything they say as gospel either, because some of it, everything comes with a little, a grain of salt, 
but talking to multiple people about the experience, the challenge you're going through now and getting their perspectives on it, if you're comfortable sharing, can really give you some strength. Again, you kind of take bits and pieces from each of them, and that's how you get through something like that. I'll say I had a very hard time finding a mentor through a lot of my career. It just I just wasn't connecting with so many people. I remember when I was in the military, there were a couple officers that were <laughs> colonels. I was like, ah, yeah, but I couldn't talk to them. I was a A1C, so I was an E3, E4, so it just wasn't... It wasn't on that level. Luckily, I got bits and pieces of advice. So I just kind of imagined what I would do to get to that level. Now, as a civilian, I also struggled to find mentors. Um, But now at NYWIC, I have mentors. So they may not know it, but I have mentors that I'm able to talk to. And I'm so grateful because I have grown. And um, yeah, so when you find them, use them. That's right. But I would also offer that on that, you know, we do have a couple of mentorship programs and those are a great way to, there's a, a thing that facilitates the connections, which is a great thing. But as somebody who had mentors and now has an opportunity to be a mentor, in almost every case, when somebody's asked to be the mentor, certainly they're kind of honored and flattered that somebody would even care what you have to say. And so they usually go out of their way to be responsive. And the other thing I'll offer as just somebody having been a mentor, and being one right now, the mentor gets way as much or more out of it than the quote unquote mentee in most cases, I think. No, I agree. I, that's one of, my, one of my favorite times of the week is when I see there's a mentoring block on my calendar and really take it all into play. So you're talking not only on the professional level, but you build that personal relationship to really understand so that you're making decisions from a whole person and not um, career captain versus, you know, mom at home or things like that. I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk a little a little bit about challenges in the workplace. And so I know that a big challenge for me is the workload. For those that feel that their workload is so full that their career development isn't feasible to fit in, what types of tips would you provide that um, may help that be a better priority? So I would say if your workload is so full, you can't not take the time to do career development. What are those tools that might make your job a little bit easier? What, you know, how, how are you, are you being so overworked that you're not efficient, that you're not effective? I know that I make sure that I, that I take time for my professional development, my personal development on a daily basis, right? I make sure that I try to work out every day so that it gets me in that clear space, as well as making sure that I take time to get those mentoring opportunities or, you know, take a couple weeks out to take a class and all that kind of stuff. If you feel that you're stressed and you have, you don't have the time, that's when you really need it. You really need to see where am I going? And what are the other things that can help me to be more more efficient and do my job better? Yeah, I would completely agree that my point is that you will be more capable and more effective in all the work you have to get done if you're devoting that time to it. The time you dedicate away from doing the day job, so to speak, for the professional development at the time, it may feel like, oh, geez, there's a conflict for that meeting or that event or getting that work done. Schedule it. Put it on the calendar as significant as whatever that meaning might be. And you'll have to juggle some of this. But, you know, if you don't sharpen the blade, you don't talk about sharpening the blade. It just gets duller and duller. And what do we do with old blades out of a circular saw? We toss them. You know, we don't use them anymore. We don't want that to happen. We want the blade to get sharp and stay sharp as it goes forward. That's what you got to do to commit yourself to this, no matter how busy you think you are. Yeah, you got to stay relevant and, and keep yourself mm-hmm. yeah. on the cutting edge, literally. Yeah, so, and that's yeah. especially true in our yeah. our command's all about IT and technology. Yeah. 
you know, we're not staying relevant to that part. And that's not the only part of career development, growing yourself. We're, you're, you're giving up, you're giving up uh, cycles. You're, lo- you're getting farther and farther behind if you're not investing in yourself to keep up, even with the work you have to do. Yep. Yep. And, and to do that, we've talked about creating a plan. How often should you review your goals for this plan? Or maybe what are some indicators that you need to refresh it? I think that when we look at our schedules, usually six months out is where you have a break, right? So you've got some white space that you can plan those things, right? So looking at it from that perspective, but um, engaging, you know, mentors or coaches on like a quarterly basis, just to touch base to see, you know, how things are going. Yeah, I would say to the CEO's point, yeah, you're you're revisiting your schedule in just a few weeks or months, and you're looking for opportunities to put in there. I think a, an in-depth analysis of your, you almost have to do this at for different time scales at different, so, so certainly yearly, you know, in our command, we have our annual evaluations, both military and civilian. So annually, you know, kind of that update on a regular basis, like the CEO's talking about, then annually with your STRL or your fitness report, and then certainly at those quote-unquote life events, hey, I just got promoted. What are your goals for the time you're in this next job? And write those down. And then if you think you're going to be a job for three years, as you go through that, to your to your second part of your question, as those goals start to get checked off or they become less relevant to where you are, that's the time to kind of revisit that and rewrite the plan. Keep it timely, include your life events on it, and that brings us full circle to the remaining flexible with those plans. And then even, I would say, bringing back in when we were talking about the workload, that's an indicator revise that plan. I definitely agree. I know that we were talking about career development. And so in addition to having mentors here at Nowick Atlantic, we have other ways of, of making sure that employees get those um, career plans in, in place. And we have Udemy, we have the mentorship program, as we mentioned, and, and even Toastmasters. Um, how valuable are those items in the whole um, part of being an employee here at Nowick Atlantic? Right. We want to take the time and we invest from a NIWIC Atlantic perspective in our team members to make sure that you guys have the tools and the opportunities that you need to continue to grow um, professionally and personally. Um, They're really just, they are the cornerstone of NIWIC Atlantic in in us being able to be successful. Yeah. You know, the workforce is the center of gravity. It's the most important thing at any organization, really, but certainly in the warfare center business where it's the technical and the skills of our workforce that are what we are offering to the warfighter, new professionals, the mid-career leadership development program and their rotations, executive education for the most senior leaders. And then, uh, Ali, you mentioned Udemy and all these training opportunities, your competency development model within your competency and engaging with that, all of our competencies do a lot of engagement and outreach. The, the only challenge with all that is that there's maybe so many of them. Right. It's hard to pick. That's yes. where the mentorship and talking to your supervisor and talking to other people, hey, what does this mean to me and how do I get advantage of it? It's a real, uh, a great capability of the command on how we invest in our workforce and trying to make us better. And, and I speak to that in saying I may not have taken advantage of all of the uh, opportunities here at Nywick Atlantic, but on top of it, I was giving the room I needed to grow on the academic side by going back to grad school. I mean, people wrote letters of recommendation for me, my coworkers, like there was so much help and support in that. So I definitely feel that Nywick Atlantic has given me the support I needed to grow in my career when I wanted it. And you know, it was never pressured, it was never pushed, it was never required, it was just encouraged. And I really appreciated that. All right, well, thank you both so much for all of your wonderful advice and sharing your tips, your stories, everything that you can with us and coming on. Uh, We really appreciated it. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was our pleasure. Great. Great having you in. And just wanted to remind our listeners, if anyone would like to learn more about what it is like to work at Nyack Atlantic, visit our careers page. There is a link in the description of this podcast. So Alex, I really enjoyed speaking with them. And one of the biggest takeaways I got from Captain Nigro and Mr. Reddy was that Look for those life events and go through them as opportunities to grow professionally. Use them as possible pivot points or an indicator that maybe we should make a change in the plan. So that that was my big takeaway, and uh, and I really enjoyed their advice on that. I agree, and I enjoyed them sharing the personal stories and how they overcame the adversities throughout their careers, yet still able to make it to the top of where they are today. So that just provided some inspiration and motivation for all of us who are looking to have that career development. Yep, and if you want to stay up to date on all of the wonderful things Nywick Atlantic has been up to recently, follow us on our social medias or go to our Nywick Atlantic website. Links in the description. And technically speaking, that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you have a tip or story that you think should be included in this podcast, please contact us at our public affairs email address, which is listed in the description. Naval Information Warfare Center Atlantic, also known as NIWIC, is the East Coast branch of the Naval Information Warfare Systems Command within the Department of the Navy. We develop a range of technologies that provide state-of-the-art capabilities to the United States military.